You've all gone the extra mile to revise this. We're in great shape for the client meeting. Thank you all. You're here for others. The urgent care is closed. Should we go to the ER? You know what? I know what to do. We're here for you. That is a little bit higher than normal, but medically, it's not a fever. Oh good, that's a relief. Have a great day, sweetheart. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> the client loved it. We're approved to move forward. Great job, everyone. Live fearless, North Carolina. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, November 5th. I'm Donald Ware. If elections are going on where you are in your locale, then please get out and vote. It is Takeaway Tuesday here on the podcast. And uh, just as a reminder, this tomorrow is going to be the last podcast for the week. Tomorrow is going to be the last podcast for the week. I'm going to be out. So just as a reminder, tomorrow is the last podcast for the week. So had a chance to really look at uh, on yesterday the the uh, the the schedule for week 10 and sort of recap uh, a lot of the football games and uh, so we're going to further that today in terms of uh, just some thoughts if again just to reiterate in the CIAA the matchups for the CIAA champion the matchup for the CIAA championship has been set it's going to once again be Fayetteville State and Bowie State Fayetteville State and Bowie State going to get together again. And we've seen these two teams last year got together. The last uh, couple of years, it's been, uh, I think, three out of the last four years, or at least two out of the, uh, yeah, yeah, this will be the second year in a row, maybe three out of the last four years, it's been Bowie State and, uh, and Fayetteville State. And uh, Bowie State continues to remain undefeated. Uh, Fayetteville State continues to roll, got tripped up a couple of weeks ago by St. Augustine's, but rebounded. And um, so, again, you're talking about those two teams in the CIAA championship game. Uh, When you look at the SIAC, the Eastern Division championship is already wrapped up by Savannah State. And congratulations to the Tigers, by the way, make uh, their first ever, first ever appearance in the Box to Row media poll uh, at number 10, or excuse me, tied for number eight. So uh, Savannah State making its first ever appearance in the media poll at number 10. In years past, I believe Savannah State, when it was an FCS program, was in the coaches poll from time to time. But this is the first time it's ever made the media poll. So congratulations to Savannah State. It's been a big week, of course. Uh, Devon Gibbons, uh, the quarterback was our box to row national player of the week as well. So it's you know it, it it's a good time if you're uh, a Savannah State Tiger, you're a Savannah State Tiger fan. It's a good time uh, in Savannah. Meanwhile, in the SIAC's Western Division, uh, the matchup as it comes down every year, or seemingly between Miles and Tuskegee, is the game. That's going to ultimately, it's the game that's going to ultimately decide the SIAC Western Division. So um, I, I tell you what, man, that, you know, and that game's going to be at Tuskegee. I mean, I, I got to think that at that game, you're going to be looking at maybe, I don't know, 10,000 fans, uh, perhaps at that football game. That's going to be, you know, that's a big football game. That's a huge football game. 
uh, for both teams. And Miles looking to continue to defend its SIAC championship. Uh, when you look at what's going on in the MEAC right now, uh, if I look at the MEAC and What's going on in the MEAC right now? Uh, again, Florida A&M remains undefeated, unfortunately, for the Rattlers. And I, I think, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, and I know there's been a lot of debate as to whether FAMU would be, uh, as a matter of fact, I had someone reach out to me and ask, uh, or reach out to us and ask about, uh, will we recognize FAMU if they are voted a number one as the national champs? Of course we will. I, I get it. We're not under the mandate of the, the NCAA or the MEAC. Um, it, it's unfortunate for Florida A&M. Uh, and generally speaking, because they can't go to the Celebration Bowl, won't be MEAC champs. I mean, it's going to be hard, I think, for them to be voted number one at the end of the season ultimately anyway, because if you look during the Celebration Bowl era, the winner of the Celebration Bowl has been the Box to Row National Champion. And I think that's going to be the case again this year. Whoever's going to play in the Celebration Bowl, I mean, it's, you know, it, 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 right now, uh, with with respect to the MEAC, it looks like it's going to be, be between North Carolina A&T and Bethune-Cookman, who have a showdown in two weeks in Greensboro, that's going to be a big-time matchup. Um, if you look on the other side uh, with the SWAC, very hard to say. I, I think Alcorn State is the is the front runner right now. They're the defending the the Braves are the defending champions, um, but a lot more football left to play during the course of this season. Uh, I, even though Alcorn State is undefeated, you have Jackson State. Uh, with one loss, Jackson State's got a big game this Saturday against Alabama A&M. I think if Jackson State, I, I'm not sold on Jackson State right now. I'm not, I, my, I'm not sold on them, but it doesn't matter whether I'm sold on them or not. At the end of the day, the Tigers have won three straight put football games and put themselves in position to be a part of the conversation for the SWAC Eastern Division title because you still have – all corn state left to play. So if Jackson State wins its next two games, uh, all whatever all corn state does, um, and all corn state's got some tough football games, still got Grambling left to play. At the end of the day, that is a game uh, that could decide the Eastern Division Championship. With Jackson State only having one loss right now, but Jackson State um, got some tough ball games ahead of it, including Alabama A and M, who, by the way, still in the conversation uh, sort of right now on the outside looking in with the two losses. But again, Alabama A&M still has Jackson State in front of it. Uh, 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 well, Jackson State this weekend, but still has Alcorn State in front of it. So that Eastern Division in the SWAC, uh, Alcorn State is in control right now, but it's still very much up in the air. If I look at the Western Division right now, that's still up in the air uh, to some degree, Southern has one loss um, in the conference, and it is up in the air because Grambling still has some tough football games left in front of it. Still has Alcorn State uh, left to play, does Grambling. Southern right now with just one loss. Um, I think it's going to be tough, as I mentioned, for Arkansas Pine Bluff at this point with three losses in the conference and a head-to-head tiebreaker loss to both Southern and and also uh, to Grambling for Arkansas Pine Bluff to sort of get in that mix. I think the best thing right now 
for the Golden Lions. The best thing for the Golden Lions right now um, would be just to to play out. They, they, they their their schedule is not that tough. That was a that was a bad loss to Jackson State. I mean, if you're want to be one of the upper echelon teams, you got to be able to beat Jackson State. Arkansas Pine Bluff couldn't do it, so now Arkansas Pine Bluff on the outside looking in. But still, solid season right now, five wins. Uh, they got three games remaining. Texas Southern, one of those games who is remains winless, um, and it's not a tough schedule. So uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff can still finish out on a good note. But again, that Western Division uh, in the air, and I think it's going to ultimately come down as it has for the last couple of years between Grambling and Southern. Uh, on the the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So that's sort of where we are with respect uh, to the conferences. Uh, you know, again, a lot of football left to play, a lot still to be decided. The CIAA has been decided. The SIAC's Eastern Division has been decided. Everything else still up in the air. Um, by the way, uh, when we take a look at, uh, at West Virginia State and what West Virginia State uh, is trying to get accomplished and you know a, a, a setback uh, no doubt this past weekend with the loss to uh, to Charleston to the University of Charleston I mean that was a a really a a sort of a big setback uh, for West Virginia State uh, because West Virginia State is now six and two in the conference in the MEC. Urbana 7-2, and two, Frostburg 7-2. and two. The advantage that West Virginia State has over Frostburg State and Urbana is that it has beaten both. Now, if West Virginia State can win out, including uh, the last game of the season in two weeks against Notre Dame, who's undefeated, um, you know, obviously uh, West Virginia State, the Yellow Jackets, going to need some help uh, from uh, some teams to knock off Notre Dame. Again, Notre Dame of Ohio undefeated right now. Notre Dame's two remaining uh, uh, teams uh, were, were two prior to the game against West Virginia State, Frostburg State and Glenville State. Glenville State, uh, Frostburg State probably going to give um, be the best opportunity, although Glenville State's right in the middle of the pack. So uh, West Virginia State at this point definitely needs some help. If they went out, does an eight and three record, even if uh, Notre Dame only loses the one game to West Virginia State. I'm looking ahead. Is that enough to get West Virginia State into the Division Two playoff? I don't know. In in sort of in that region, I'm not sure of how that plays out. I mean, I would say if you're playing in the MEC, you have an eight and three record. That that should definitely help. But but again, you have a lot of teams. Within that region, uh, Notre Dame is undefeated right now. So I think it would help if West Virginia State beat a Notre Dame team who coming into that game would be undefeated, even if West Virginia State doesn't win the MEC. I think it's going to be very tough at this point for West Virginia State to win the MEC. Uh, ultimately, it's got to win the next couple of games. Uh, does West Virginia State before the showdown uh, against Notre Dame still have um, uh, actually one game uh, in its willing uh, Wheeling uh, uh, University is the game that West Virginia State has next before it takes on Notre Dame. So that's a game that uh, that that 
that they're definitely going to have to get past. Uh, Willing is 0-9 in the conference. Uh, West Virginia State has, has been some, you know, sort of it, it's a team that has won games down the stretch. So those are some of the scenarios. Of course, uh, you know, West Virginia State still with an opportunity, but we still have the SIAC's Western Division to decide. Both divisions in the SWAC still wide open, and then the MEAC race is still wide open. And by the way, um, uh, A&T, Bethune-Cookman, the leaders right now, you look at South Carolina State uh, with two losses in the conference and North Carolina Central with two losses in the conference. Both of those teams on the outside looking in, but with three more conference games remaining, anything is possible. Although with A&T, A&T has Morgan State, only one win on the season. Even though Morgan State beat A&T last year, uh, you got to figure that the Bears, uh, the Aggies, are going to learn from that and bounce back this season. So that's a look at the uh, Takeaway Tuesday here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast as we give you a look at the conference races. Again, don't keep the HBCU Football Daily Podcast a secret. Tell a couple of folks about it. You can listen online at BoxToRow.com. Also, download the podcast. Take it with you everywhere you go. Download the podcast at BoxToRow.com. Have a great Tuesday, and I'll talk with you on Hump Day. I complain that I had no shoes, but then I saw a man who had no feet to use, and I'm blessed, blessed, better than blessed, blessed. thank you Lord.